1: And welcome to the world in sport, I'm Tali Anderson. This week...
0: Whatever we're doing here, it has to be channeled back to the unions Tonga Fiji and Samoa.
1: Former Tonga International and Campaign Manager of the Moana Pacifica team is hopeful this is the beginning for the Pacific Island Rugby. Auckland Basketball are introducing new initiatives to help boost basketball in the regions and to support more families from underprivileged communities and hundreds of people in the Cook Islands have walked around Rarotonga to promote a more active and healthy lifestyle. But first, former Tonga International and campaign manager of the inaugural Moana Pacifica squad, Haleti Pole is hopeful this is the beginning for Pacific Island rugby. The team featuring Fijians, Samoans, Tongans and Tuvaluan will play the Maori All Blacks in Hamilton this weekend. Tepole, who is also the Pacific Rugby Players' Chairman, says the game this weekend is a stepping stone to getting Pacific Island Rugby into the super rugby competition.
0: One of the most important things for us as a manager and as driven by Tana and Sunny, our cultural advisor, and how important for us on the first day to get that right. Um, why we're here, um, for our people, for our community, for all the islands, but particularly Tonga, Fiji and Samoa. Um, so they got a, a, a purpose, a sense of purpose why they're here and it was important right from day one. And once we got that sit down, create, meet everyone and talk about those families, where the Pacific Island Rugby sits and the rugby, the whole world rugby landscape and, and everyone just brought in there straight away and then it's a lot easier for everyone.
1: What are the things that you guys have been
0: doing to celebrate or embrace the different cultures in the team? We, we had a, a cover of a ceremony on our first day, uh, which was important for everyone, uh, not only uh, who we represent, but just learning for the guys, because one of the criteria of uh, guys in the team is obviously their potential, um, their, their skills and, and rugby playing abilities, but players to learn their culture you know, players that born and raised in New Zealand and right from day one they're learning, they're picking up bits and bits and, and that's quite rewarding seeing those guys doing that
1: What does it mean for you to be part of this campaign because you've been quite vocal about players not being able to switch um, and play for their culture but to have been in this environment how how special has that been for you?
0: Just coming together and celebrating the Pacific Island Rugby, I, 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 I went on the last two tours of the Pacific Island, 06 and 08, and just a great feeling to come back and, and, and got that where Fiji, Tonga and Samoa come together. Everyone who's spoken about their purpose here, they all everyone refers back to their parents. The struggle, the sacrifices to come to New Zealand and, and all those bits. Um, I remember someone asked me, this is a, a dream come true for everyone else who's been involved pushing for this. Thing. So it, I wouldn't say it's a dream come true because you're still pushing um, for for the recognition of Pacific Rugby that we deserve. But aiming to see if we can get Tonga, Fiji and Samoa in Super Rugby on the competition, that'll be a step that we want to head to. But for now, we'll take this one in a, a, as a stepping stone, and then we work from there.
1: Have you had um, much support from them or a response from those unions as well and support of
0: the team? Yeah, within the steering committee of the Mauna Pacifica that you've got people there who deals direct to the three unions, and also I sit there from the Pacific Rugby players um, pushing how, how, how crucial it is for, for for this, and it has to be channeled back to the island. Whatever we're doing here, it has to be channeled back to the three unions, Tonga, Fiji and Samoa. They have, they have a lot of say in this. There's no point in doing this. The, the, the three unions don't get anything or channel back to them. Um, and it also everything we do has to be tied up with our purpose We're, you know from uh, the migrations of our people to New Zealand or vice versa and that so team activity is, is based around Wakaama and paddling so i 'm looking forward as long as you know islanders hope they all can swim um We got told you know, the passed on the message always oh, start watching YouTube how to swim because if you fall over that. <laughs>
1: And we're firstly going to see the Māori All pull out a haka. So has there any, been any discussion um, about what this
0: team's going to do? Is there going to be a response? There... Yeah, well, we've spoken to the leadership group. Uh, everything is driven by going to, to the players in the, in the leadership group. They've they, they got a response. They've got a name for it, which is still undercover at the moment. Um, that suits this group and the purpose of the Monopasifika
1: former Tonga International and Campaign Manager for Moana Pacifica Hale Tipole. Pole. Basketball New Zealand is supporting associations to help boost the sport and to support more families from underprivileged communities who aspire to play at the representative level. Last month, former tall black Lindsay Tate slammed the system, calling it broken, not real and too expensive. Basketball New Zealand Chief Executive Ian Potter talks about why the costs are so high and what's being done to create more playing opportunities in the regions.
2: When you get into the reps there are more costs because when we train basketball you're training in indoor facilities. Those facilities are usually rented so somebody has to pay the rental and you know that those costs are passed down to the families. You go to events uh, to play in events, to, you know, to prepare for the Nationals. Those events cost but There's always an entry fee because somebody has to pay for the court hire and somebody has to pay for all the costs associated with the event. So when you become a rep player, there is a cost that comes with it, a financial cost, and that can be a strain for a number of families. You know, it's a socio-economic issue and um, uh, unfortunately that socio-economic issue does impact in particular on you know as we know on Māori and Pacific families and on a community of, a community like South Auckland and, and other places around New Zealand but we know that there's a concentration of those issues in those areas so yeah there's an area of concern that, that some of the people up there are doing some good things you know they're looking at trying to really push a more community club structure into counties we're also working with them on that. We think that putting the playing opportunity as close to the family as you can is important. It'll take away some of that stress. But I'd be lying if I said it was it was always going to be um, free and easy. There are impediments, unfortunately, across all across New Zealand um, that relate to you know availability of money, availability of time, availability of mum and dad to work around their work hours and get you to your event.
1: Transitional General Manager of Auckland Basketball Services Limited, Ivan Harey, says they're working on redesigning their representative program, while a new high performance scholarship fund will also be introduced in 2021.
3: Our focus is primarily on the uh, the, the basketball New Zealand representative pathways. So, you know, our focus is supporting players who want to ultimately reach the um, net, uh, the basketball New Zealand representative programs, age group, and and tour fit tour friends and so on and so forth through our programs, especially as participating in the representative program you know you get um, exposed to top coaching um, talent so you can get you build your you build your basketball talent you build your um, attitude because so much of these things especially in the in the college program you know they look at the players attitude towards their, their training and those sorts of things so so participating through the representative pathways and the coaches that we have available that that helps build those other soft skills beyond just their pure basketball talent as well we do have connections in with um, organizations who create Promote um, those those scholarship opportunities, for example, to US colleges so we can connect players into those opportunities um, where they're available. Um, It is an area that we're looking at developing and developing a a function that will support that more directly. We also um, are just starting uh, what we're calling our High Performance Scholarship Fund, and that's going to be a um, commercially funded scholarship that allows players who are unable to afford to participate in the national program. So if you get selected for an age group national program, it costs quite a lot of money. So this scholarship fund will enable players who are unable to afford to participate to actually fund part of their participation in those national programs.
1: How? how when is this starting, or well, how new is this um, scholarship fund?
3: Well, so that's brand new, so it's just being launched at the moment. Yeah, so that'll be available from 2021. So that uh, high-performance fund will be a, a massive benefit, um, especially in supporting those Maori and Pacific Island athletes who... Uh, to participate in those uh, basketball New Zealand national programs, they're not they're not cheap. So if you get selected to, um, to be part of a development camp um, or development squad, the costs of those are, are pretty prohibitive for many people. So this um, high performance fund will be a huge boost in that area. With some of our um, just our regular participation programs, we're focusing on being able to. Ensure, you know, much as we can, that people are actually able to walk to the game. So, we're rather than having to make everybody go to a large uh, centre like a Pullman centre in, in South Auckland, but they can, um, they can actually play at local schools and local venues. They're really trying to reduce those barriers of our access. And transport. Um, so yes, a number of different initiatives we're going to try and, you know, it's not just the affordability but also the access um, and also the, the time commitment to sport that um, is having to play against all those other commitments with their school and their home and so on.
1: Transitional General Manager of Auckland Basketball Services Limited, Ivan Harry. Hundreds of people in the Cook Islands have walked around Rarotonga to promote a more active and healthy lifestyle. The 32km leader's Walk for Life was inspired by the hugely successful Cook Island Games and aims to promote that momentum through to promoting the health and well-being of the country. The walk came at a time when the local government is looking to address some major health concerns. Minister of Health Veine Tutsai Rose Toki Brown says non-communicable diseases have been one of the government's main priorities when it comes to the health of the people. There has been a high rate of
3: obese within our communities, there's high blood pressure, there's the um, diabetes as well as the high rate of cancer uh, and they are becoming more regular and at the earliest stage um, in life.
1: She says it's been hard to challenge the Cook Islands culture and way of living.
3: We love our food and this is part of our culture. Food brings people together and even though you try and promote healthy selections of food our people still come back and say no this is how we do things here this is who we are.
1: The president of the Cook Islands Sports and National Olympic Committee, Hugh Graham, says the walk for life has led him to reflect personally on his own health.
2: A bit emotional for me because obviously I, I am obese and I, I feel a bit embarrassed sometimes, especially you know, as, a, as a sports leader of, of the Cook Islands uh, in, in the shape that I'm in. So I want to do something about it, plus the health hasn't been
1: too good. A number of leaders joined Graham on his quest, which will also be used to raise funds for sports equipment for schools. Titi Veka College played their part by walking five kilometres a week earlier. Health and Physical Education teacher Cheyenne Neringere says it's about facing tough times together. We're also trying to portray unity and togetherness because of what's going on around the world at the moment with COVID. So we just wanted to um, bring that to light about coming back together again and walking together. Ngeringere says funds raised would go towards athletic equipment especially our high jump mats and some right, our runner stops for them as well, so we can train them because they already have that natural athleticism. So we're just trying to get the equipment to support them. Hugh Graham says the global pandemic has made them focus more on what they can do for the people on the island.
2: With COVID and no, no travel... Uh, It's about focusing on on home, which is a good thing. It's made us uh, look at ourselves instead of travelling out. We've been here, based here now. Let's look at what we can do for our people here in the Cook Islands for a change.
1: Minister of Health, Vainer Tutai Rose Toki Brown, says the trek was a step in the right direction with people willing to walk the talk. And that's the World in Sport for this week. For more, head to our website, rnzi.com.